It is 7.04 and welcome to the Employment Hour. Nice. Second time this week as we uh, take your matters into our hands. You have employment questions, severance questions, just lost your job. You don't know what to do. You don't know who to call. You want to call Leora, first of all. You want to call him on the air tonight. And outside of the uh, the phones here, the radio station, of course, one 821 5900 An email. We'll try to get to a few of those tonight. And that is Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Lots to get through tonight. We're going to be talking about the biggest mistakes that employers make. This will be some interesting stuff. And your phone calls as the lines are open here at the station, 416-870-6400, star 640. On your cell, bring them on, ready to uh, to talk to you. The week that was, my friend, before we get to the severance pay calculator, how was the week? Hey, Johnny, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, th- this is unfortunately the time, uh, you know, the spring when a lot of employers make changes. Uh, not not as much stuff happens uh, over the summer, but uh, beginning of the year, you know, in January and in the spring, you know, in, in that uh, April, May, uh, May period, a lot of changes happen, restructuring, cost-cutting. Employers are, are planning for, for stuff into, uh, you know, uh, into the fall. And uh, as a result, a lot of people may find themselves the victims of these restructuring. Uh, I was talking last week about Walmart letting go, you know, over 400 mm-hmm. people, and, and these things happen. So, you know, it, it's a good time to do this show. We want to really uh, be here and answer those questions. So if you're worried about your workplace situation, you have a problem, maybe your uh, your boss is mistreating you, maybe you didn't have a good week, well, you know what? Give us a call. I'll try to make your week better. At the very least, I'm going to try to arm you with the information you need to have about your workplace rights. And to start us off and get us warmed up, let me start off with a couple of situations, John. Mm-hmm. We always say, or I always say on the show, that an employer generally can let an employee go for any reason. There's some exceptions to that, and, and the matters I'll tell you about today uh, are, involve situations where the employer really should not have let the employee go. Okay. The first one involved uh, a gentleman that was in the IT field, and he was uh, he got a new boss, and this boss uh, really wasn't treating him very well. was was talking rudely to him, and and was demeaning to him, disrespectful, and uh, the this individual, the employee, took it for as long as he could. He he tried to ignore it. He tried to kind of move on and turn the other cheek. Eventually, things got to the point where he couldn't handle it anymore. He couldn't just ignore it and, and let things go. So he did the reasonable thing and the right thing and exactly what I would have told him to do, which is to contact HR. Yeah. He went to speak with HR and he followed up immediately with a, a fairly strongly worded email saying, you know, here's what he's doing. It's unacceptable. Something needs to happen. I shouldn't have to put up with this. And John, wouldn't you know it, 24 hours later, he's called into a meeting with the very same HR person and told uh, you know, due to restructuring, wow. we have to let you go. Nice. Oh, my gosh. Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. It was clear that this guy was let go because he filed this harassment complaint that this employer either didn't believe him or didn't want to deal with this harassment issue, harassment complaint, and decided instead to let him go. Well, guess what, John? You can't do that. That's illegal. An employer is now under legal obligation by statute to deal to her, to to deal with harassment uh, uh, complaints, to investigate and to take measures to resolve them, to fix the problem. An employer can't just ignore them. If they do that, it's a violation of, of the Occupational Health and Safety Act. That's illegal. So beyond the fact that he's owed a lot more severance than he was offered, okay, he was offered a, about a half of what he's owed. There's also the fact that it's an illegal termination. So employees should never be should never have to worry about the fact that if they raise harassment uh, um, concerns that they're going to be fired. The law says you can't be fired, and the law also says that if the employer breaches this 
uh, obligation, then there's consequences. So after I'm done with this company, John, after I'm done getting this guy the severance that he's owed, we're also going to file a complaint uh, with the Occupational Health and Safety Branch and make sure that they get fined by the government for doing what they did. It's illegal, John. Let's take a uh, phone call. First one tonight, Mazar, how are you? Good evening. Doing good. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, my question is, I have a friend that works for a company. Uh, he's worked there for about five or six years. Uh, he's got uh, His company is getting merged or getting bought out by another company in the U.S. And yep. they're slowly doing the transition, and he's slowly making the change with the letterheads and all that with the new company's logo and stuff. And his fear is that if he stays in the, in the current position where he is slowly getting into the payroll of the new company, that when it's time, they're going to let him go. Come back again, man. So I say it again. Hey, Ms. are you there? No, we lost him. Well, if he gets a chance to uh, call us back, call us back. Well, uh, John, yeah. let me, can I make a okay, couple yeah. comments you on that? You probably got something out of it, right? Right. I didn't hear the whole question. But here's the thing. Ultimately, if he stays on with the company that buys the business, his seniority carries through, which means that if this new company a year from now, 10 years from now, lets him go, they would have to account for his full seniority, for his seniority with the previous company and pay him full severance. Right. So in that sense, unless this new job they're offering him is a very different job, less pay, uh, relocation, etc., there's no real downside in, in continuing to work. Your seniority carries through, and, and you know you have that protection if down the road you're being let go. If you can get us back, I'm Azar, we'll talk to you. For everyone else, uh, just hang on the line. We'll take our first break of the night here, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Just getting warmed up. Call us. Love to talk to you. It's the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640. 714, Wednesday evening here. Beautiful and sunny outside as we turn the corner to warmer days. And uh, your phone call is coming right up here. Sue, thanks for hanging on the line uh, tonight. What's your concern? Um, it's, just, it's not me. I'm just calling to, uh, mm-hmm. just to inquire. Um, this person is a full-time employee, and uh, he was working as, uh, you know, seasonal work outside, um, landscaping and everything. And during the winter, um, they made an arrangement that he would be working yearly uh, by doing some, you know, accounting paperwork in the office. So okay. they've recently, this person had asked for uh, a raise because the, the job changed. It became larger. And uh, instead of a raise, they said, uh, you can take the winters off. We don't need you in the office anymore. And then uh, uh, they um, took away the vacation days, some vacation days as well. Just wanted to know, is that legal? Full-time so employees, what, what do you they mean? have benefits and everything. What, what do you mean they took away vacation days? They reduced the number of vacation days you can take? Yes. Yes. Well, because now that, you know, they have the winter, he has the winter off. So yeah. they, I guess they took that into account. I don't know. But um, it wasn't in his, you know, his idea to stop the office work. They just said, okay, you want a raise? Mm. Uh, then we'll, you know, instead of a raise, you, you have the four months off in the winter. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And then they took some well, vacation days. At okay. the end of the day, as long as he's turn, er, still earning 4% vacation pay, in other words, he's earning 4% 
on anything he makes, any salary as vacation pay, uh, that that's okay because he does have the winters off. He can take his vacation during that time. Uh, he still needs to earn vacation pay. It's 4%. Anything less than that, that will be illegal, and you would have to and should contact the Ministry of Labor on that vacation pay issue uh, as soon as possible. Hey, Terry, good evening. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Good. What's happening with you? I've got a friend of mine who unfortunately is outside of Ontario jurisdiction, but I want to ask this question in general. His hours have been substantially changed, like from four in the afternoon to midnight to three in the uh, morning until like 11 the next day. Does that kind of change in hours, if you were in Ontario, constitute constructive dismissal? Uh, that type of change would constitute a constructive dismissal anywhere in Canada, maybe with the exception of Quebec. I can't talk about Quebec, but with any other province, it would be a constructive dismissal unless, unless of course, uh, this is something that they've done a few times and you kind of let them get away with it. So if they change his hours some, you know, a couple of years ago and they change it again, now they change it again and he's unhappy with it. Well, at this point, it's not a constructive dismissal because he, he let them do it. If it's something yeah. they just did now, then no, that's a significant change, and they can't. They don't have the legal right to do that. So, so your your friend could absolutely treat that as a constructive dismissal. The key here, though, is if he continues working for a while, he's going to be considered to have accepted it. So he has a very right. short window to deal with this as a constructive dismissal. So if this just happened, he needs to speak with an employment lawyer in the jurisdiction where he is uh, as soon as possible. Very good, thank you. All right, you're uh, you're very welcome, Steve. You're uh, you're next up. How are you, pal? Hey, Lewis. Pretty age on how are you? Good, man. What's going on with you? Good, good, good. Uh, just uh, two uh, quick questions, and they're related. Both are related to uh, write-ups, like an employer giving yep. a reprimand. By yeah, um, how many? So part A of the question is how many letters or write-ups are required before it becomes uh, with cause? And then part two of the question is how far. Uh, or how close do those letters have to be? So could one happen within within right. year three, for example, and then like two years later, right. uh, second one happened, and would those be considered consecutive? So good questions. Excellent, excellent question. So let me answer. Uh, this is not a, 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 a scientific thing in the sense that as soon as you have two warnings in two months, then you can let someone go for cause. Context here is key. What I mean by that is the more serious the, the misconduct, the less warnings are needed. So if it's just something, you know, someone being late a couple of minutes, yeah, they're probably going to need quite a few warnings before the employer can even consider letting them do, go for cause. If it's right. a situation where uh, someone is, uh, you know, using profanity to clients, you know, something that's a big deal like that, well, less warnings are going to be needed before the employer can let the employee go. Is a very, very, very general rule. Okay, it's a very general rule. Okay. I'm going to say that you need about three warnings in in the last two years. Uh, for, for it to be caused. But again, in some oh. cases, that's not going to be enough. In some other cases, you're not going to need that many. I would need okay. to know what the misconduct is. I would need to know how long the employee worked. If the employee's already been there for 20 years, it's going to be a lot more difficult to let them go for cause mm -hmm. than if they've been there for two years. Sure. So all of that is, is context that's important. But as a general rule, three warnings in two years. Okay, great. Thanks. You're welcome, Steve. We'll, uh, we'll take a quick break. Uh, hang on the line. We'll get to your calls. Got some open lines as well if you want to call. 
and have your question answered by Lior, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming up here on a uh, Wednesday night, 724. Yeah, lots of uh, open phone lines you want to call in and talk to us. We'd love to uh, to speak with you. Joe, thanks for hanging in, pal. What is happening with you? Hi, I'm calling. Uh, my ex-wife actually works in a, in a class of kids with autism, and she was in a high-risk class, and she recently got hit in the head and received a severe concussion. Um, her doctor told her that she shouldn't go back to that class. She should just go to a regular class. So when she told them that and she did that, now she's received a pay cut because she's no longer in the high-risk class. Are they allowed to do that? Now, wh- why couldn't she go to that particular class? Because of the, the class that she's in, the ASD class that she's in, that one there is, is for kids with severe autism. So there's more yes. chance of getting hurt than in a regular class. I see. Kids. I see. So, so the answer is that if the other job, if the other uh, class that she's in uh, it, it is a lesser paying job, so in other words, it's, it's the rule, the, regu- the, the regular scenario that whoever teaches the other class just gets paid less then that's okay because it's the accommodation that was requested by her and her doctor and they can accommodate her in that job and it happens to be a job that pays less. So that is okay uh, if they simply reduced it almost as a, as a punishment. So in other words, everyone is gonna usually makes the same regardless of what class, but specifically for your wife's situation, because she asked to be moved, well, we're going to show her and we're going to pay her less. No, no, that's illegal. That could be a human rights violation. Uh, it could be a constructive dismissal. So it really does depend. Does that other job actually pay less normally? Yes, it does. If you're not in the one classroom, which is higher risk, then you do get paid less. Yeah, and by the way, is, is this a union position? Uh, yes, it is unionized, but I didn't think okay. that that would matter. Not as far as, because uh, there wouldn't be anything in the in the collective bargaining agreement for something like this, I wouldn't think. Well, I mean, the, the collective agreement may specify the, the, the wage rates uh, depending on, on, on the position. Uh, it mm-hmm. probably does because an employer wouldn't just, just pay whatever it wants. I mean, those, those no, rates no, are all negotiated. Yeah. What's that? But I, I understand that. It would specify, but I didn't think it would specify something for this specific situation. Right. No, so. it, it, it wouldn't. But if they're accommodating her in that other role at her request, then, yeah, it is okay for them to pay that, that lesser amount. Uh, she okay. can consult with her union in any event, but generally speaking, yeah. if it's the accommodation requested by her, then that's okay. We'll get to uh, John. Hey, John, good evening. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm on long-term disability, okay. and uh, uh, April 30th, they phoned me and asked me how I was, and nothing was said. So a couple of days later, I get a pay stub in the mail. I never get a pay stub in the mail because it's direct deposit. has a pay stub for $479. So I phoned them, and they said, oh, I'm cut off. So they passed me on to the guy that's looking after me. Then he's always made a mistake in that uh, I'm reimbursed until uh, they're going to look after me until September. But now they've took another $286 off, and I don't know why they're taking two us. Two hundred eighty-six dollars away from me. Sorry, is, is this the 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 insurance company taking off yeah. money or the employer? Yeah, the insurance. It's, it's the insurance company. Yeah, that's some like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I understand. So, I mean, I I don't know why they're, they're reducing it, and they shouldn't be if nothing has changed from your perspective. So, well, uh, the changed. best. Yeah. No. Well, then then they shouldn't be reducing it. So. Uh, unfortunately, the insurance companies are always in the business of trying to pay less and trying to get people off their their payroll. If oh, yeah. you will, I know he, he want, he's already told me that he, he, they they want to get me off. 
Well, here's what you need to do. Uh, you need to give me a call. I'm going to connect you with Sivan Tumarkin, who's my, my, my partner, uh, okay. and he's the one of the top insurance lawyers in this province, and, and let him talk to you and let him find out the situation, and potentially a letter from him can resolve this immediately within a matter of days and get them to, to stop messing around and just pay what they owe you. Okay. Thanks very much. You're welcome, John. And uh, Steve, we'll get you in here before the break. Uh, what's your concern? Um, so a friend of mine works for a manufacturer, um, and they're a large company and they deal with a bunch of, um, sorry, he works for a distributor, um, that deals with a lot of large manufacturers. Um, and the culture at that company is not really great and he wants to leave. Uh, but the thing is, is they've gone around and threatened all the manufacturers that if they hire anybody from his company, uh, there would be a lawsuit. And I'm just wondering, can they do that? Well, they they can't do it. They could do it as almost as, as a general comment. Hey, by the way, don't hire anyone from our company. But if they were to do it specifically for your friend, so let's say your friend's name is Bob. If they were to say, hey, don't hire Bob, that's not something they're allowed to do. That That's what's called interference with contractual relations. That That's a tort. That's illegal. So, no, they wouldn't be able to do that. So if, if it's possible yeah. that it's, that ship has already sailed because these distributors or, or these, these manufacturers may know that uh, we're not to touch anyone that works for the other company. But if your, your, uh, your friend specifically goes and applies and the, the, the old company tries to stop him, at that point, it would be too late. Uh, they can't do that. At that point, uh, he, he may have cause of action against them. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate that he finds himself in that situation. But I would suggest that he speak with the uh, manufacturers, and if, in fact, uh, they want to hire him, he should be feel, feel free to do that. And if the old company interferes, he needs to give me a call. We can make sure that they get off his back and, and don't interfere with his business. So even if he goes and applies himself and it's not the company who's trying to poach him from uh, his other company? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, there's, there's, listen, if they just sent an email right now to those companies saying, if anyone ever contacts you, we don't want you to hire them, we can't do anything about that. But if they specifically target your friend and say, we don't want you to hire this, this guy, they cannot do that. They cannot do that. That's completely illegal. Okay. All right, Steve, appreciate that. Uh, moving forward, the number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. You want to shoot us an email here tonight, Leor at employmenthour.com. We'll get to the severance pay calculator here in just a minute. More of your phone calls. We've got lots of open lines. Want to give us a call? You know that number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sell the employment hour. Right here, Talk Radio AM 640. Yeah, 734, lots of open lines. Want to call through? We'd love to talk to you here for the uh, remainder 25 minutes up until 8 o'clock on our Wednesday night show. Of course, the weekend shows and Monday nights at 7 here on uh, AM 640 as well. Ty, good afternoon or evening. Sorry, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. What's going on with you? What's your concern? Um, it's regarding my wife. She has been in the workforce uh, with the same company for over 27 years. As a result of her um, being at work, she developed uh, an injury in which she had some surgery. Um, was off on uh, uh, two-year um, long-term disability and came back to work, uh, was rehabbed and came back to work with uh, some restrictions and limitations. Um, but her shift has changed from a day shift and an afternoon shift. Her doctor has basically said it's better for her to work the day shift because she's still on, on medication. Um, 
we, we've gone to an independent medical examiner who's actually also uh, written a letter to say that she has technically uh, uh, a disability, but her, her, her employer will not recognize it as a disability. They, they look at it as a medical condition, and um, she's supposed to be scheduled. Uh, that's the first point, that she, they, they don't recognize it as a medical disability. And second point was they schedule her, uh, they know, they have a doctor's letter to say that she can't work past a certain time in the afternoon, but they specifically uh, schedule her past that. So she's been leaving work, uh, as her doctor says, and she's getting docked uh, the hours that she's not there, and they purposely do that uh, every second or third week as her shift changes. Are they allowed to do that? Right, and so it's... So I'm clear then, her doctor or a doctor has said that she needs that accommodation. She needs to be able to work a, a certain shift for medical reasons. Is, is, am correct. I right there? Okay. That's correct. So, so here's the thing. It's actually quite simple, Ty. Once a doctor says that, and assuming it's, it's clear that, that what the doctor said, assuming the doctor says that she needs that particular shift, it's, it's not their choice at that point. They, don't, they can't say, well, we agree or disagree or we think it's good or not. They have to accommodate. Uh, they well, have they're, to. They're at the point. They're at the yeah. point where they're trying to have her uh, push back her her medication and stuff to accommodate their work rather than they accommodate her in that. And what? Right. Well, that that's. Union, yeah, because she's, she's what? Right. She is unionized, and as right. because she's unionized, she's she's filed a grievance for that, and it's gone to first stage, and it took months to go to the right. second stage. Nothing got done. It's it's at the fourth stage now, and they're not scheduling anything. They're just pushing yeah. it back, trying to get, uh, get her in the pocket pocketbook, and basically say, you know what, let her go away, type of thing. So uh, we're we're wondering what what can. Yeah, no. So, so the unfortunate part, Ty, and I, I probably should have asked you this right off the bat, is because she's part of a union, there really isn't much you could do because when you're part of a union, you, you live and die with the union and, and you have to be tied to the union process, the grievance process. You can't say, well, I'm just going to deal with this now or I'm going to hire a lawyer to deal with this. You have to have the union deal with this. And it, it, it's, a, it's a long process. It's a frustrating process. And it's a process that rarely gets you a satisfactory result. Uh, that's one of the uh, unfortunate things about being part of a union. There's not a, nothing else she could do. There would have been at least three available remedies that are, would have been really good if she's not part of a union. But uh, your, her hands are tied, my, my hands are tied, and it's all uh, up to the union now. I'm sorry. And again, it's not just her. It's it's anybody, period, can't go out for outside legal help from in, no, from inside it, the union, it, right? It, it is so clear, and I want people to understand that, that this is not me saying, I don't want to help unionized employees. Oh, I, I would love to help unionized employees because mm-hmm. uh, overnight I could double the, the amount of people I can help. No, I'm not allowed. No lawyer can, can or is allowed to help a unionized employee right. by law. It has to be the union without any exceptions. And in many cases, people call me they're frustrated. They don't feel the union is doing a good job or that the union is supporting them. It is what it is. I can't help them. No one can. You have to be with the union, uh, and, and that is the unfortunate part. We'll take a, a short break. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Questions, concerns, severance, how to get it, how much should it be, all those questions you can ask and will be answered here in the Employment Hour till uh, 8 o'clock tonight. Still got uh, plenty of time to call in here tonight till 8 o'clock and uh, have your questions answered. Ben, for instance, in Oakville, how are you, Ben? Hey, doing well. How are you guys? Good. What's uh, what's your concern, pal? Uh, well, my 
There's a question uh, regarding uh, my my wife. Um, she's a hard worker. She's attentive. Uh, I believe uh, companies would pay a lot for this wife, for my wife, uh, and her talents. She's spending a lot of time working extra hours, uh, and at the same time, uh, she's on salary. She's non-union, and um, I mentioned to her about overtime, and she said that this uh, particular company that she works for doesn't pay overtime. What so kind of a job, is, then? What uh, does she is do? Is there any recourse, or is there a way we can actually ask for these uh, few thousand hours that she's put in in the past wow. decade? What does she do, uh, Ben? What, what's her job? What does she do? I'm sorry? What's her job? What, what does she do? What's her job? She's an office administrator. Oh, okay. Well, and uh, she's an office administrator. She's not a manager? She doesn't manage people? No. Okay. Well, she gets overtime. The way overtime is calculated, Ben, is uh, for uh, any hours over 44 hours a week, yeah. uh, she gets time and a half. So it's not calculated daily. So if she worked a couple of extra hours today, but over the week she did not work more than 44 hours a week, she doesn't get overtime. But if she works more than 44 hours a week, she gets overtime. The way it's calculated is whatever her weekly salary is, divide that by 44 then you get the hourly rate, one and a half times that, that's the overtime rate. So if she works 48 hours this week, she gets four hours overtime at that increased rate, time and a half. So if, if they don't pay her that, uh, there's a couple of options uh, she, uh, she, if she wants to pursue it. She can ask for it. If they won't give it to her, she can file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor, or I can send the company a letter. They have to pay that. It doesn't matter if they want to. It doesn't matter if they think they should or shouldn't. They have to pay it. Ministry of Labor can help her. I can help her. Uh, and and uh, there, there's no exceptions there. If she's an office administrator, she gets the overtime. Right. Okay. So would uh, we be able to exchange numbers and then uh, follow up with a phone call of sorts? Or? Yeah, yeah. We got, uh, we got your number, Ben, for sure. And I'll give you Lior's uh, number right now. It is 1-855-821-5900. Again, one 821 5900 We'll uh, follow up with you. John, St. Cats, how are you? I'm good. Good. What's uh, what's going on with you, pal? Um, just in the last few weeks, my wife has gone in, had emergency surgery. We've done all the applications for short-term disability. One question is, is that any of that 66% that she'll receive, is that taxable? Uh, was she paying the premiums herself for the insurance? Um, good question. I assume through the employer. So I mean, in like most employer, cases... The- The way it works with most people uh, is is that the the employer may pay for the, let's say, the dental coverage, the chiropractor, that type of benefits, but the employee actually pays the premiums for the disability coverage because if you pay the premiums, right, because because if you pay the premiums, then the money that you get from the insurance company is tax-free. Okay. On the other hand, if the employer paid the premiums for you, then the money you get from the insurance company gets taxed. So, okay. so she needs to confirm that with the employer, what the arrangement was. If she paid the premium, she gets tax-free. In most cases, probably 80, 85% of the cases, that's what happens for that reason. The employer okay. says to the employee, you should be paying because if you need this money, you'll get it tax-free. Right. My second question is, they're entitled to a yearly bonus, which is going to be paid out on 15th of May. Just right. found out that because she's on disability, she will not receive that until she comes back to work. Uh, Even though she so, the majority of the year that qualified for that. 
Yeah, if if it's just a timing thing, then that that's not a that's not a terrible thing. In fact, it may be a good thing because if they pay the turn now, it, it may actually reduce her disability benefits. You know what I mean? The well, insurance company well, said, "Well, wait a second. Okay, you, you just got income, so you know, so maybe we're not going to pay you now." I, I agree. Strictly speaking, they should be paying it now. That said, as long as they've committed to paying it to her. Uh, I'm okay with it. If she's not okay with it, then we can send them a letter and give them that kick in the pants, but it may impact her disability benefits. It may delay it or reduce it somewhat, assuming she gets approved. Uh, but certainly, I'm happy to understand that at least they've committed to paying it. A lot of employers are going to say, well, if you're not there, we're not going to pay you at all. Uh, that's, that's wrong. Margaret, good evening. How are you? Good evening. I have a question. Sure. Um, this occasion uh, is a bullying in the office, like in a uh, office department, one of the departments. And supervisors got together with a group of the employee and it's like bullying the other one person who's in a, in a working in a team. And uh, got to the human resources. They yes. said everything's going to be confidential, everything's perfect. They would talk to you or they would do something. And they talk, and what happened? The supervisor manager, she went to him. She explained the situation. They call everybody to the office, whole team, and they ask the person who complained to talk. And In front person, of everyone. Yeah, and the person who talked, oh gosh, already stressed out, already has so much on the mind. And they asked her to talk. So what happened? She talked. And they said, oh, this is okay to be bullied like that. Mm. I'm a bull. So at home, my kids laughing me too because I'm bull and all this. So bottom line, what should that person do? Well, did the HR do something about it ultimately uh, after so this? So far, it's been three weeks, yeah. nothing done. Nobody. Okay. So the first thing she wants to do is she wants to follow up with HR, okay? Mm -hmm. We need to give the employer every opportunity to try to deal with it. And I would do the follow-up in writing. Email works best. So I would okay. have her send an email to HR. You know, I'm following up to, with respect to my harassment complaint. Uh, nothing has been done. Please let me know uh, that, that you're dealing with this as soon as possible. If still nothing is done, then it's maybe time to deal with this externally, meaning she needs to give me a call, and I can do one of two things. I can either give the HR and give the company a kick in the pants and get them to deal with this, or potentially I can get your friend out of there with severance. We can treat that as a constructive dismissal. And if she says, enough is enough, I don't want to work here anymore, I could potentially get her out of there and still get her her full severance. As a first what step, she needs to follow up meantime, with HR. In the yep. meantime, the person is very stressed, uh, holding in, uh, because yep. what happened, the supervisor... And that the the whole that group bullying group, uh, yep. they still slowly and quietly bullying, laughing, giggles, and and making the other person very uncomfortable there. Um, and whatever uh, the person she told me, she's very stressed. She's going to the doctor to yep. see if she can go on sick leave or something. Is this that's a good okay? idea? She can go on Is sick leave. Yeah. But but she uh -huh. needs to, to have to follow with HR. She can go on sick leave in the meantime. That's a good idea. I was actually going to propose that if it's affecting her uh -huh. that much, she needs to go on sick leave. But first, uh, or, or even while she's on sick leave, she should be following up with the HR person. And if if still nothing is done, I would give the HR person another two weeks. 
If the HR person still hasn't done anything, nothing has changed, uh, no measure has been taken, she needs to give me a call. At that point, it may be time to talk about getting her out of there uh, with severance. Margaret, uh, you want to follow up at a later date, no problem. 1-855-821-5900 is the number. 1-855-821-5900. Taking a short break here, our last one before the uh, top of the hour and the end of the show. If you're on the line, hang on. We'll get to you. Everybody else, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640. 754 here, last uh, few minutes of the show. We'll get to your uh, your phone calls, some other content. Uh, Robert, thanks for hanging in. How are you? Not too bad, thank you, gentlemen. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's your concern tonight? Um, just a quick question for you. I have uh, was employed uh, up until last December with a company. I uh, was approached by uh, another party, uh, enticed to leave. Uh, I left. Um, there was no uh, nothing wrong was done to to let me go, but I was let go uh, five months later. And uh, the, the excuse was that uh, I uh, maybe needed a few more years of seasoning. Hmm. Um, right. my contract that we signed initially had four months, four weeks of severance. Uh, I've gone back and he's offered me as much as eight. Just wondering hmm. whether that's where I should stop or whether I should get someone like you involved. So, uh, when you were with the previous company, you weren't actively looking to leave. You weren't shopping your resume around. No. Okay. And, and sorry, how long were you at the previous company? Uh, just over a year and a half. Okay, a year and a half with the previous company. I got it. And yeah. what kind of job were you working most recently? Uh, it's a project manager position. Okay, and the compensation level was what? Uh, at the previous one was uh, seventy thousand. Okay. And at the and new what? one, he offered me a hundred to go there. I got it. A hundred thousand. And how old are you, Robert? Uh, Thirty-four. So someone in your situation would be entitled to three to four months' pay. All right. So. Uh, three to four months, and, and he's offered you, uh, I guess, uh, two months? Eight, eight weeks, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we can do better than that. Uh, if your agreement simply says four weeks, uh, if I mean, I have to see it, but if that's all it says, it probably is not enforceable. We'd have to get around it to be able to get you more. But if, assuming we can get around your employment agreement, uh, we, we should be able to get you three to four months pay. One of the considerations is the fact that you did leave another job. You weren't, you didn't work there that long, so it's not going to be a huge factor. But three to four months is what I would assess you at. Uh, and, and you know, if you're making $100,000, the difference between two months or to three to four months, it's significant. So I, I definitely think you should give me a call off air. Let's talk about that. I want to see the employment agreement, ask you a couple more questions, and then let's get to work and make sure we get you what you're owed. Fantastic. So Joe, I'm just going to give your office a call in and uh, we'll, we'll hook up? Yes, please. Uh, John, give him the number again and let's chat uh, tomorrow, Ewan. Yeah, give him a call, Robert. The number uh, 1-855-821-5900. We'll take it down last uh, minute or two minutes here. Pal, give me some details on the severance pay calculator. Well, you notice what I just did there with Robert. I asked him a few questions. I asked him uh, his age, the type of job that he has, obviously the length of his employment. Those are the main factors that go into assessing how much compensation, how much severance someone is owed. And you can do that now too. Anyone that's listening to us right now, anyone at all, can go to severancepaycalculator.com. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. And you input all your particulars, uh, age, position, length of employment. It's completely anonymous. You don't have to put your phone number or your name or the name of your employer. It's 100% anonymous. And then just for your information, find out how many months severance you're owed. Maybe you just lost your job or maybe you're worried about losing your job or you're just curious. 
severancepaycalculator.com make it the very first place you go to and you know so many people John have told others about it so I'm mm-hmm. very proud of that do the right thing for your friends for your family if they lost your job tell them to go to severancepaycalculator.com and the numbers are right don't be freaked out the numbers are accurate don't worry about that that's what you They're should be right, owed we're going to uh, right. take it from there, my friend, until the weekend shows. Uh, in the meantime, the number to get a hold of Lior, you know it now, one 821 5900 It's Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And again, Severance Pay Calculator. I want to find out what you really owe. Till next time, the Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM640.